You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I think auditioning and all of what we do in terms of trying to get a job is like dating, right? Um, as much as they're selecting you, you're selecting them. Like it's a bad, it's a conversation, okay? It is not like I'm here to try to present for you. No, it's a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's a dialogue. Welcome to the Black Business of Broadway, a podcast brought to you by the Broadway League and Black to Broadway. Here, we highlight the stories, how-tos, and successes of the Black professionals and legends of Broadway. I'm your host, Janine Scott. So today I have with me Marshant Davis. Marshant is a Philadelphia native who holds a Master's of Fine Arts from NYU's Tisch Graduate Acting Program. He is a writer, producer, director, film and stage actor who can be seen in Broadway's production of Ain't No Mo. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's nice to be here. And the upcoming production of Goodnight Oscar at the same theater. Yeah, and we are going to actually talk about that later, a little bit later on. So thank you for that. Thank you for that, uh, for that tag. So can we, I want to go back, you know, looking back. Can you talk about your path to Broadway and how or when you knew this was something that you wanted to do? Oh, I gotta like we gotta get in the time machine and like head back some yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's back. go back, 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 way back. <laughs> um, it actually. So I grew up in Philly, um, and I grew up at a, a I grew up in the church, a church called Brightholt Baptist Church. William H. Gray the third was my pastor. William H. Gray was the head of finance during the Clinton administration, and. He was a uh, uh, um, he was like Clinton's right hand man, um, and my church just had like a I mean like most black churches had like an amazing choir and an arts sort of program. The music director at the church and the church sort of took me like in high school, middle school, high school. They so they just took me under their wing. They do that a lot with a lot of young artists there uh, and. The the music director at my church was also a, a choir director at Westminster Choir College um, at, in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, and so I spent a summer in Princeton um, through him getting me there for free because my mom wasn't paying for that, you know. Uh, it was like, <laughs> it was my freshman year of high school. And in that summer, I got to see my first Broadway show. So I had to give you all that context to let yeah, you know. And my first yeah. Broadway show was in the Heights. Oh, uh, yeah. I know, okay, I know, okay. I know, I know. It's wild. It's wild to think that that's the first show I ever saw on Broadway. You guys are like, what? But, I mean, but what a show. I know. To introduce you to Broadway. Yeah. I mean, you get to see, you get to see all hues mm -hmm. of folks and yeah. And I remember yeah. sitting up in the, the balcony and just being like, <gasps> like I, I was gasping the whole time. And it, the, the, the summer program was, um, I mean, I was one of very few, uh, uh, students of color there. And I think for me, I was just like, I was like, 
I was agog. <laughs> I was agog. <laughs> I like I couldn't believe what I was witnessing because you know I grew up on. I, I never got to go to the theater as a kid. Like I grew up watching movie musicals, and that's kind of how I got my into uh, performing arts. Watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with my brother and all of Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang. We love you. Um, <laughs> we, me and my brother annoyed my mom in North Philly. Yes, two little black boys singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That was us. Um, oh, it's great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it was that summer where I was like, this is wild. And I, and you know, I was, it was the greatest summer to sort of like have that like injected into my spirit because I was training that summer there at the program. And I think it was then where I was like, oh, I'm going to go to school for musical theater or I'm going to go to school for theater. It was then where the thing, it started to click in my head that this yeah. is kind of what I want to do. And that I see people looking like me who make a living doing it. And it, yes. it just excited me in a way that, like, I think movie musicals did, but, like, it was just, like, practical. Like, I saw it in front of me, um, and it was it was invigorating. I'll never forget it. In fact, I think I went back to see In the Heights, the national tour, the second national tour. I, like, I saw it maybe three other times after that because of what that show did for me. That is amazing. You know, your story is it's similar to mine. It's similar to so many other folks that I know with the, it was, I got to see me mm -hmm. on stage and coming from someplace that's not necessarily, you know, in New York, in Manhattan, mm -hmm. like me in Nebraska, I was watching the well, I'm watching Music Man, oh, the whales, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and Bye Bye Birdie and just, and that was my introduction. And my grandfather actually introduced me to to musicals you know through through film and it wasn't until i was 16 and i i came to new york and i saw uh five guys named mo oh, so I, I get it i i get it i get it and this is also i mean this is why the, this is why we have this podcast also so that people who look like us mm -hmm. you know get to hear our stories and know that we are here and that there are jobs and that mm -hmm. this is a viable career. And mm -hmm. so I, I am grateful and I'm thankful um, to have you who, who along the way helped to support you because it can be a little <clears throat> discouraging at times, Ooh. you know, this industry as a whole, who, who do you see as your support system? Who keeps you, who's keeping you going, who keeps you motivated? I mean, well, one, I, I just because she's sitting right here, I feel like I have to show you. This is my grandma. Oh. Um, and she sits on all my dressers. Um, I love it. Uh, so that's the start to, to you know, daughter of a sharecropper, you know, moved up to Philadelphia with uh, her youngest, her oldest child and uh, was like, I want more and made more for her family. My grandma has 12 kids. Um, wow. So I have a huge family. Uh, but then along, uh, like other people artistically, it was like, you know, the folks at my church, Donald Dumpson, who was the music minister at my church, who said to me, oh no, don't look at this program. Look at this program. You can get in for free. I get, I get, and like, they got me, got me in the things for free. You know, people mm -hmm. who, like gave me options because my mom was just like, she had three boys and it's like, and she's a single mom. And so like, um, 
you know, some of the things I would I would have loved to do, like Carnegie Mellon pre-college, you know, and all those things mm -hmm. that I heard people doing once I got to school. But like my my that's not the that's not the um, path that was available to us or to to me. Um, mm -hmm. So it was folks like Donald Dumpson. It was folks like my grandma who who uh, valued education and and the importance of it. And it, and then it's like, you know, it's the, the, I have to go back to my church because there's so many people at my church. My church in Philly, it's like it's so funny. My my undergrad, one of the um, administrators at my undergrad, was texting me yesterday because uh, Karen Slack, who's an opera singer um uh was in Porgy and Bess at the Met and has traveled around the world she's up there doing a master class and she actually was uh she was a member of my church and her father is my mentor and she's one of my mentors and so it's like there there's it takes a village man and yes, it does. and I, I I'm grateful for all those folks at Bright Hope who um who literally paid for my voice lessons like when I was oh, like, right. I don't know if I'm, I don't know how I'm going to apply for colleges because I don't like, mm -hmm. I, I don't, how do, how, do I, how do I prepare? And they got together one day before choir rehearsal and they hand, and then at the end of choir rehearsal, they presented me with a check. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's yes. And so it was like. That's us. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. So us it was like that together. community. And then it's like, you know, um, and since then, you know, I've had the privilege of going to, um, I went to undergrad in Boston and I uh, got my master's uh, at NYU. And the community at NYU is just, uh, I mean, in this show right now, there are six of us, half of us went to grad acting. One of them was my classmates at grad acting. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, Small world. Yeah, yeah. So it's a community that I built there and um and that that community I feel is so important in this business, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. in theater. Um mm -hmm. because what I'm learning is without that community, you don't really like you half the learning doesn't happen in school, it happens on the job. Um, and if you're not communicating, if you're not having those conversations with people who are doing it with the folks like Coleman Domingo, who, you know, I, I remember when he saw it at the public and I was like, oh my God, I remember seeing you in Passing Strange and I didn't even see the, it on stage. I saw the version Spike Lee filmed and I was like, oh, I'm such a, a fan. He was like, no, 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 sorry. I'm a fan of you. And I was like, stop. No, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but like just realizing like once you're a part of that community you're a part of that community yes. uh and 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 we use each other um and it's a great community to be a part of and it's important to uh have open dialogue and conversation yeah you know so you have uh played at least three roles uh that tell a story about disrupting systems uh, in the day shall come. You play Moses. Mm -hmm. I was I was I was trying to watch a little bit of it before our interview, and I I'm like, okay, this is that's, that's why. boy good. Mm. <laughs> and then um, the Great Society. Yes, uh, Stokely Carmichael uh, here on Broadway, and now currently in Ain't No Mo. 
we, you know, how do you select your projects? You know, are you drawn by subject matter? Is it the whole body of work or, you know, are you driven by the role itself or is it a little bit of everything? I was taught some a long time ago, which is like the three P's. And this is going to sound very like um, sort of formulaic or whatever. But people play pay. I need at least two of the three P's in order to want to do a project. So if the people are great and the play is great, you do it. If the people are great and the pay is great, you do it. If Mm -hmm. the play is great and the pay is great, you do it. So I need two of the three P's. That's like for starters. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I feel like there's always something within it that calls to me. So it's like a bit of a, like, it's, I, f- hmm. I think I'm different than most in that I think auditioning and all of what we do in terms of trying to get a job is like dating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah. much as they're selecting you, you're selecting them. Like it's a bad, it's a conversation. Okay. It is not like. I'm here to try to present for you. No, it's a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's a dialogue. Um, And so I I think through all those things, the common thread is that, uh, yeah, something on their end was calling to me, but something on mine was also calling to it, whether it be the people that were involved, whether it be the play, whether it be... um, I mean, sometimes I'm going to be realistic at you, you, life, you know, and yeah. uh, what young people don't know is you need health weeks. <laughs> Hello? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like that. Like, but like that, like, you're it's like, real. will this show give me enough health weeks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that's real. We like to act as if um, love can pay the grocery and light bill. And it, it doesn't. And so it's okay for pay to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. because we, Like, it's a, mean, at the end of the day, I think what I learned from seeing in the Heights was that it's a, like these people get paid to do that. They're doing this for a living. Mm-hmm. They get to yeah. do this. You know, they get yeah. to do this. Um, and so there's a lot of things that draw me to a project. A lot, a lot of things. And a lot of things that draw a project to me you know mm-hmm. um it always yeah. varies depending on where i'm at in my life um right three years ago when i did the grace society i was just very happy to do a broadway show to be honest right um yeah. i was yeah. like I, oh my god my first broadway show i was so excited and then i learned what it was and i was like oh my god my first broadway show um <laughs> <laughs> you know not a bad way but just like you're like you, you, uh, there's a um, sort of we have an avoc- honest conversation right now today. There's we have a sort of conversation. It's good. There, there's a sort of um, demystifying once you get there, where you're like, oh, this is a different monster. Even once, like the difference between great society and the experience now, and even the next experience. And I mean, there have been shows in between that where I said no. Um, <laughs> And and the reason I said no is because I you know once you start once you do it once you like oh I know what this is, right. And now I know what mm-hmm. I need for myself in order to do this every time. And it's not about being um, selfish or diva. It's actually about taking care of yourself. 
um, and understanding how to bring your best self to the work. Exactly. I hope that answers. So, like, whenever it, it I, does. whenever yes. I choose anything, I, I I think of it as those one of those two of those three things have to be in play. People play pay because in order if two of those things aren't in play, then I won't be able to bring my best self to the work. That's a exactly. long-winded way of saying the thing, but no, you're good. You're good. So I so I saw ain't no more. Uh, just this this past Sunday. And you play several characters. And it, you, it reminded me of Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God! And I'm thinking <laughs> of, like, Norbit. And I'm thinking oh of uh, the Nutty Professor. And, you, and it's like, except he's doing it on screen. And you're doing it live in an audience. Multiple transitions. Multiple looks. Multiple <laughs> wardrobe changes. And I was just like, okay, this... The, I, I love it. I love it. How do you mentally prepare yourself First of all, to put on all those hats in, in one? I'm like, you've got to be taxed. Yo, first of all, Janine, I just have to say I love you. Uh, Eddie, you know, Eddie, I hope, Eddie, maybe you listen to this and we can work together someday. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Eddie is like one of my... That's one of my like sort of uh I I don't want to say idols because I try not to idolize humans. Life goal. Yeah, Life goal. yeah, yeah. I love me some Eddie Murphy. I love uh, I love I love me some Eddie Murphy. And you're not the first person to come to the show and say that, which is really funny. <laughs> well, because it's really real. It's really and the director real. says and, and it, if you're listening, go. The director <laughs> director says this. He said, "What's up, little Eddie?" He calls me that when <laughs> we're. Uh, when we're rehearsing, it is a marathon to prepare yes. for that thing. I mean, you can't see it right now, but in my dressing room, you know, I got my um, my steamer and mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. like three packs of Ricola back there. Downstairs, they um, on stage, they put like a hook for me because I have a gallon of water that I drink throughout the show because it is a mar- it's a marathon. It's a mm-hmm. mar- it's mm-hmm. a marathon. It's a marathon. I mean, it's like our life as actors in this business. It's not a race. It's a marathon. So I have to pace myself throughout the show. Um, Even the way I prepare, it's like down to a science now in order to be able to do it for uh, 100 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I have, there's playlists that I have that get me into it. Uh, Then there's like, once you're doing it, they're like, they're... I built like benchmarks for myself. It's like once you, the wonderful thing about a, um, acting is that we, we have the craft, you know, stage acting at least. We have the craft and we can build a performance. And so I've built within the performance benchmarks for myself backstage of where I need a reset or where I need like there are tissues at this spot because I know I'm going to come off stage crying here or, or <laughs> there might be some stuff that I need to wipe away. Um, and then there's a quick change where I got to be back on stage in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are towels here. There's my, I put, I have, uh, uh, a water bottle on this side and my, um, tea on the other side of the stage for that transition. I have unwrapped cough drops here and here. Um, it's like, it's a, it's a marathon. And then it's, and, and it's funny. I check in with my castmates before the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, during transitions, because it's so fast, 
there's no time to do that. So it's like, right, yeah. it's always like, it's alive, man. It's alive. It's a living mm-hmm. organism. It's one of those pieces where you come and you, you're in the audience and you're seeing it for the first time, for the only time and for the last time, you know, every single mm-hmm. time. Uh, and for me, that's really exciting. As an audience member, um, I went through a barrage of emotions. It was laughter. Mm-hmm. It was joy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, there was that pride. Um, I mean, it's satire, really. Yeah. It, it, you're looking at the racial tropes um, and and exposing them. One of the scenes that I can't stop talking about is when blackness is set free, and I am just like, oh, ho, ho, ho. Ooh, we could we could do a master class just on that scene alone, uh, and and how it and how we have evolved uh, as a people mm-hmm. from from when we were first brought over to uh, to where we're at now, uh, post uh, uh, unfortunately post George Floyd's murder. Um, what, if any, uh, scene would you say is one that sits with you the most? Oh, that's so tough. That's really tough. And you, you're like, I like them all because I'm invested in no, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sits with me the most. I think for me, one of the scenes, I love the opening because yes. of the, the fact that I think there's a realization that I had while doing this show or uh, rehearsing, which is Black Lives Matter didn't become a thing until after Obama's presidency. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of the most, I think it's one of the things where we, we're listening and we're like, yeah, we're laughing. We have, people have thoughts, people are frustrated, people are angry. But when you think about the situation, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, the movement, was not brought into the forefront of society until Obama's presidency. Right. Right. And so there's right. this hope and this promise and and this belief. You know, I remember my grandma when she this belief that things would change. You know, these we had this generation I don't even know what you call my grandma's generation, but the folks who were around during the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. like got to see this thing happen in society that they never believe what happened. In fact, they thought the man would be shot down before he even got to the White House. Yes. I think we all had that yes. fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it happens and you, the promise of like the American dream is still sort of like a dream right. deferred. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yes. Langston Hughes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so it's um, I think for me, it's one of the most potent moments in the play because it's one of the most deceptively um it's 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 one of the most deceptive moments in the play because i think people look at it and listen and think are thinking one thing and are feeling mm-hmm. one thing because what they're being asked to do and what's happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it isn't till later once you start to have conversations where you're like wait but I mean, I, they, I think they see it and they're like, oh, it's this one thing. And I was like, no, it's actually greater than just this one thing, right? I think that moment, it's that moment in the play in which I realized that, like, in which we realized that there's a major flaw in the system. Yeah. And yeah. that um, one man is not going to save it. No, no. 
Um, I understand, you know, obviously you have your current role, um, ain't no mole. (laughs) And, uh, you just, you talked about your upcoming, um, role, uh, for Goodnight Oscar. Yes. In addition to that, you have a children's book coming out in January. A Boy and His Mirror. Yes. Talk about, can you talk about both of those things? Yeah, I could talk about both of those things. So, um... Well, the book, the book was a combination of things. It was sort of my, like, um, my, uh, my small effort to sort of counter toxic masculinity in the black community. Um, it's my belief that we do feel so we can heal. Um, yes. And it is my belief that in our softness, we are strong and in our strength, we are strong. Uh, soft and it's demonstrated through Chris's the the protagonist's ability to talk through his issues with other kids by the end of the book one of the other things that was really important to me um and writing this book is uh just like um highlighting the power of black women um throughout the book we see the impact of uh these black women on Chris the woman in the mirror his mom um giving him the space to grow and just be um Mm-hmm. And so it's for me it's just important to um to put those images out in the world. Katoria Katoria Bobo, uh who is a New York Times bestseller for I Am Enough, Grace Byers book, um has done a brilliant job at like <laughs> uh bringing those images to life and really showing them. Um giving us giving it such detail and and love. Um Yeah. And so I'm excited to share this offering with people um, in hopes that, like, you know, somebody might see themselves. Somebody might feel, yeah. somebody might see that mirror and feel, you know, more inclined yeah. to, to, to be, to just be. Yeah, that is awesome. I, I'm looking for, it comes what, January, is it January 3rd? It, yes, it comes out January 3rd, 2023, but it is available for pre-order um, wherever books are sold, Amazon. Barnes and Noble, okay. Target, Walmart, uh, Andy Books. Okay. Um, awesome. Yes. Awesome. And that is. I, I, and what? What about what age would you say? Uh, K to two. But I, my hope is that All like right. anybody would read it and feel um, sort of moved or or, or feel uh, the message. You know, I read a children's book yeah. called uh, "The Monster at the End of This Book" about Grover and how he's like putting That's up walls. Perfect. He he reads at the beginning of the book. There's a monster at the, at the end of the book, so he puts up walls. He builds right, right. walls out of concrete, out of brick, only to find out that the monster at the end of the book is him. I think that message resonates with most people, and I believe it is my belief that this one will as well. That's awesome. And then when when will you? When does uh, Good Night Oscar? Yes, Good Night Oscar out? starts no. the day after I finish this bad boy. Uh, so we will, we'll, we'll, at least you won't have to travel far. <laughs> Not be right in the same room. <laughs> I'm a permanent fixture here at the Belasco. Dave Belasco would be proud <laughs> or mad. I don't know. <laughs> He'd be proud. <laughs> He'd be proud. I'm proud. Um, <laughs> Yes, so that begins April seventh is when we um start previews. I believe it opens April twenty fourth. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, there's a film that I just did that's in the can uh, with um Sydney Sweeney, uh, and Josh okay. Hamilton called Reality. 
based off the Broadway play, Is This a Room? Um, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that should be hitting the festival circuit sometime. Well, it will be hitting the festival circuit in the new year. Okay, booked and busy for mm -hmm. real. Yeah. <laughs> that was not, I mean, like, seriously, you got a lot going on. Well, I like to always end um, with one with one final question at the end of each podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we ask our guest, what is one piece of advice you'd like to share with the Black future leaders of Broadway? Cha, 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 cha. Be louder than your fear, faster than your worry, moving at the speed of fun. I'm going to say that one more time for the people who didn't catch it. Be louder than your fear, faster than your worry, moving at the speed of fun. Oh, my God. I love it. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for coming on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your story. I am sure someone out there is, it has been touched and moved by, by your words. And I, I am so grateful. I want to thank our guests and you, our listeners. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to spend your time with me, and I am grateful. Be sure to subscribe at bpn.fm slash bbb so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Janine Scott, and we at the Broadway League hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Business of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.